The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday. It's going to be round two. You guys wanted a second round of Bradley, so <laughs> he's uh, decided he'll jump back in the ring with us today and uh, and be a part of the show. We're going to bring him on in just a second. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the, sh- the video portion of the radio show, please head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down, we're right there on the right side of the page. That's right, you can see the face it's made for radio. And you can also watch the live video feed, uh, also on my Twitter account at FPPTim. Our Periscope account is Setting Brushfires. Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, right there on the front of the page as well. And also on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And you can find any of our articles. Not only on Sons of Liberty Media, but you can share them if you're on other platforms like Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media. And if you'd like to jump in, at, hey, look, any of you guys who see the title and you troll the troll the chat room, feel free to jump in. You know, show some show some courage here. Uh, we'll we'll take you on. We'll we'll let you we'll let you have your say, and then we'll respond to it. The number is two one five Top Talk two one five eight six seven eight two five five. Now, don't go off on a tangent. We're not doing Chinese buffet. But if you'll uh, if you'll come in, you'll stick to the subject that we're talking about. Happy to have you on. Happy to hear from you. And um, if you just got a comment or anything like that, please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. All right. With that said, from Sons of Liberty Radio and Sons of Liberty Media, it's Bradley Dean, and we're back again for a second day, brother. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. And uh, now we covered the the Michigan. Two way march yesterday. It was a little hard to hear, I guess, because of their PA system. You weren't a problem because uh, you thunder it out, but a lot of the guys were speaking very soft into the mic and stuff, so it made it a little difficult to hear. Plus, we were back a little ways, but uh, people can check that out on our YouTube channel if they want. It's also um, archived on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Why don't we pick up that issue first? Because we were we were just getting warmed up yesterday, and uh, we get off the radio show, and Bradley goes. Um, we could have, I was just, you know, getting going here and uh, we could have went for a little while and it was a good thing you didn't cause you had some stuff to get done. But yeah. what we want to do is kind of pick up from today. And I, I told, I told you, I said, I'd like to be able to take and expand on a little bit of this stuff that we talked about before, maybe add some things to it that we didn't get to talk about. Cause there was a lot to talk about yesterday. 
And one of those things, let's go ahead and pick off of what we, with what you, what you guys did at the two way March yesterday in Michigan. Let's talk a little bit about guns. Um, Donald Trump came to the NRA when he won the presidency and he said, he told them, he says, the eight years of attack on your second amendment are over. Mm. Was that the truth? Not at all. Uh, just the exact opposite. Uh, as we were talking about yesterday and as I uh, partook with yesterday in Michigan at the Capitol stairs, that's just not the truth at all. Because if that was the case, then why do we have so many people show up protesting a governor uh, that is actually advocating the stripping of the Second Amendment from these individuals, which is happening on a federal level now, too. This is nothing new. Um, this has been going on for decades in this country. But this guy comes in, he tells the people what they want to hear, namely the President of the United States of America, uh, and he does just the exact opposite. You take Nicholas Cruz, the patsy that they used that Parkland shooting, uh, which countered, by the way, eyewitness accounts, and they had to expunge all of those records, of course, big tech companies did because it didn't fit their narrative. So they find their patsy, Nicholas Cruz. And before you know it, in the first 500 days of Donald Trump's administration, there's 55 legislative acts passed against the Second Amendment. Uh, in other words, against the people that have the right to bear arms in this country. And he did it behind closed doors. But this should hap- uh, this should come as no surprise, by the way, Tim, uh, due to the fact that he said, you know what, just take away their guns, due process second. Uh, that should have told the American people right then and there exactly what he was advocating for. And uh, that's all we have to do is judge him by his fruit, Matthew seven sixteen. And if we do that, uh, we're all going to understand as to what is taking place in this country. He's not a Second Amendment guy. If he's there to do anything, he's there to strip them away from the people because the people are foolish enough to believe that he's doing just the exact opposite of what he is doing. That's exactly right. I was showing uh, some of this information here for the the 55 gun laws because some people have asked some questions about that, and this is part of where I wanted to go today. And sorry, folks, my my stream deck... it says the right number, so I apologize. I brought Lynn up there instead of Bradley. One of the things is, is this. Uh, these are not just being passed by Democrat states. You know, we have this uh, thing even under COVID. And a lot of people say, well, it's Democrat governors. It's Democrat governors. It's Democrat. And it is. There, there are Democrat governors who are doing it. There's no question about it. And probably where it's worst, it is Democrat governors. No question. But, but these things are being followed by Republican governors, too. People who claim, you know, their, their whole platform, their platform would be something that Christians would look at. And overall, they would say, yeah, I agree with that. The problem is they don't hold anybody to that platform. And they bring in things like these red flag laws. Now, we had Dr. Edwin Vieira on several times to talk about this stuff. And he explained, look, this isn't just about the Second Amendment. This is about your freedom of speech. Because somebody can take you and say, well, you said something that they thought was, you know, meant some kind of violence, and they can get you for it. Uh, they can then come in your house without a warrant and, and take your, your guns. They can steal your property, which is a violation of the Fifth Amendment, because obviously there has to be uh, an indictment against you for that. Now they're wanting to say they're wanting to determine, determine who's mentally fit and who's not. Now, I don't know about you. I don't want anybody in our government to be determining who is mentally fit. Do you want that? Absolutely not. And again, this is why people are standing up all over the country. Tim, there's 393 
6.3 million guns in the United States of America. Do the math. There's 330 million people in the country. I think it's very telling. First and foremost, what we should also pay attention to in the present is the fact that gun sales are up 76%. So I think what we need to do is really highlight the voice of the American people uh, that the mainstream media means to suppress here in this particular situation. Well, it is. And we already have people leaving the the guys who would normally come in. It's kind of interesting. They don't want to hear the truth. Uh, they say it's anti-Trump garbage. Now, what are we pointing to, Bradley? When we when we talk about upholding the 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 First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the third I'll say the Third Amendment because I made mention of this the other day. The COVID stuff. We had the president declare a national state of emergency, and what did he do? Well, he went up into New York. He's sending ventilators up there. I don't know where that is in the Constitution. He yep. sent the Army Corps of Engineers into privately owned uh, businesses like hotels and stuff to set up this. That seems like that's a violation of the Third Amendment. You're not supposed to allow them in your house uh, to put them up, but that's what's going on, right? Then you got the Fourth Amendment being violated. He continues what the other presidents have done. Uh, he's all for you know the no-knock raids, the enforcement of the war on drugs, and and that's resulted in all kinds of innocent people being uh, you know attacked and the wrong houses going in. We've covered a lot of stories of that. The Fifth Amendment, um, the Sixth and Seventh Amendment. I mean, these are. This is red flag laws violate more than half of the Bill of Rights. That's why you have the Second Amendment to stand up against tyranny. And that was the whole purpose. The Second Amendment was given unto us. Uh, I'm humored by the fact that people and again, I'm not going to stoop to the level of those that don't know the difference uh, concerning who we are, what form of government that we have. But to suggest that when we tell the truth about corruption in our government as if we are anti well, we are anti. We're anti-criminal. We're anti uh, those that are acting in a foreign manner. And what's happening here, Tim, uh, concerning some of the feedback that you're perhaps getting right now is they're acting in such a foreign manner as the one that we're talking about right now. We're to judge men by their fruit, Matthew seven sixteen, not judge them by what we like and what we don't like. People say to me all the time, Bradley, are you an anti-Trumper? Listen, uh, I, I am for the law. That's what I'm for. Uh, it was like Benjamin Rust, the signer of the Declaration of Independence, when he was asked if he was an aristocrat or a Democrat, he said, I'm neither. I'm a Christocrat. So in other words, when the president does the right thing, I'll be the first one to stand there with him. And so should you. And when he does the wrong thing, you should be the first one to stand against him. And so should you. And if not, then shame on you, because what you're doing is you're adding strength to tyranny. You're aiding the very people that are destroying this country. And uh, again, as preachers, we're to have the law of truth in our mouth. And the truth is exactly what we're going to preach, like it or not. That's exactly right. Now, there is uh, another issue that comes up with this. And a lot of people have said, oh, Tim, you... You took the president out of context. This is this, uh, and I had this, for some reason my controls are are messing up there. I played this at the end of the the, the march yesterday. And because somebody came in the chat room and they go, our second amendment isn't under attack. What are you talking about? We have a second amendment. And what I did was I said, look, this has never been retracted. Now I've heard people, conservative talking people say, Donald Trump walked this back. I've heard other people say, oh, the, the video's been edited. <laughs> He's got people snowed to think that anything that is critical of him at all is, quote-unquote, fake news. And that sure. is a play on the people. I mean, they're, they're, he was right to call out the media for a lot of fake news. There's no question about that. 
But this right here, folks, this is just a pan of the camera. There's no editing. There's no nothing. He's speaking it right out of his mouth. I want to play this for you. This is uh, Donald Trump right after the Parkland shooting. And uh, I think you in your meeting with governors earlier this week, individually and, and as a group, we spoke about, um, about states taking steps. But the focus is to literally give families and give local law enforcement additional tools if an individual is reported to be a, a potential danger to themselves or others. Allow due process so that no one's rights are trampled, but, but the ability to go to court, obtain an order, and then collect not only the firearms, but any any weapons in the possession or of that individual. Or might take the firearms first and then go to court, because that's another system, because a lot of times by the time you go to court, it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures uh, I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida. He had a lot of firearms. They saw everything. To go to court would have taken a long time. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. All right. So, Bradley, one of the things that I pointed out was if they actually followed the law here, what they would do is is they would have dealt with this kid on the 40-something times the sheriff's department went out to his house uh, he had assaulted teachers. He had assaulted students. He was he was claiming violence. And so why wouldn't they deal with him before? And then you wouldn't be having this nonsense nonsensical talk. You wouldn't have had this this thing that we saw, whatever it was, at Parkland. You wouldn't have any of that stuff. They would have dealt with him before. I mean, if the narrative is to be believed, they would have followed the law. That's the system that we have. Donald says, no, we don't have that kind of system, or we don't like that kind of system. We want this. Well, Mr. President, the Constitution says something different, and you swore to uphold it, right? That's right. And that's exactly it. And when you hear him say such things, friends, that should put a chill up anybody's spine. And again, I want to say this uh, in all fairness to the voice of the people, uh, the voice of the silent majority, as they call it. If, if, if people weren't worried about the things that Donald Trump was saying and doing, then how is it that he has become now the gun salesman of the year? Uh, he's outdone Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, in other words, people are paying attention, not so much as to what Donald Trump is saying, but now, in fact, as to what he's doing. And again, if that wasn't the case, then why is it that gun sales are up 76 percent across the United States of America? Uh, congratulations, Donald Trump. And people are paying attention, regardless if you like it or not. And again, the fact of the matter is the facts are the facts. You cannot deny the fruit on the tree, Tim. You just can't do it. No, I, I agree. I agree. Oh, I got to correct myself. I agree. Not no, I agree. Uh, got one of our one of my of uh, the guys who, who watched the show. Sorry about that. Who, who says I got to correct that. So I'm, I'm doing my best to try to correct that. All right. So that's that's there. And Bradley has talked about this. You know, we my son does some posting, too, and I've seen it every month. Gun sales are hitting a record. And I made mention of this yesterday. The fact that um, uh, Donald Trump every every month he's he's setting records under or under his presidency there are no, a number of records that are being set in gun sales it's happening every month folks it's and this normally happens when you have a democrat president why because those guys play, they just take the mask off and tell you who they are okay they'll they'll tell you they're going to they want to come for your guns they tell you that they want to uh restrict your rights and regulate your rights and things that they have no authority to do and yet that's happening under here. Let's let's look at this one. This is another one that we have. Now, this is not Donald Trump uh, per se yet. Okay, I don't know what he's going to do with this, but 
Congress has hidden red flag gun confiscation in their latest 2021 NDAA. You know, the infamous NDAA that comes up every couple of years, as the Constitution says, to to authorize the military every two years if you're going to have an army, which, you know, our, our founding fathers warned us about a standing army, but but they're they're following that that those guidelines. And yet here we've had indefinite detention that's been put in there. Now we got red flag gun confiscation uh, within the new NDAA. Is Donald Trump going to sign that? Who knows? He probably will make an excuse. Oh, well, we've got to get that through because we've got to fund the military. And, you know, the same things he did when he signed the omnibus bill. What do you think about that, Bradley? Well, again, it just comes down to this pro wrestling at its very worst, Tim. Uh, you tell the people what they want to hear. You get into power. You turn on the people. The agenda goes forward. What's changed? Uh, what's scary here, Tim, is the fact that this isn't so much about Donald Trump. This isn't so much about the corrupt politicians as much as it is about the, the corruption of the American people to tolerate this system. Uh, people uh, going back to what's going on in the faces of the American people right now is they actually act like the government's telling them the truth. Now that Donald Trump is there, are you kidding me? The burden of proof lies upon you. Uh, and when I talk about how this is pro wrestling at its very worst, this is exactly what's being played out in the face of the people. Love him or hate him, Jesse Ventura was right when he said that uh, politics and pro wrestling are identical. And what's sick about all of this is the fact that when you watch pro wrestling, everybody in their dog, their cat, their hamster, their parakeets know that it's completely contrived. It's all fake from start to finish. But yet you go into these arenas or you see them on television, right? In passing, I don't watch television. Uh, and what do you see? You see the tens of thousands of people that are sitting there pretending with the pro wrestlers that they both know are actors. I'm talking about the people. The people know that they're actors. And the fact of the matter is they give them their money anyways. And it's the same thing with what we're seeing in this country today. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, they, they actually act like that they're being told the truth. And it shows you how deceived the American people are to believe the games and the pro wrestling events that are taking place on the stage today that the media continuously promulgates to him. I'm embarrassed for the American people. I really am to actually sit back and believe that they're actually being told the truth now that Donald Trump's there. Give me a break. Oh, I agree. Let me address something. Fractal truth. You're in the, uh, the chat room there. Uh, you're welcome to call in. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. The Bible says don't be a coward, right? So come on in. We'll take you in. We're happy to have you here. He says, you people are the same as Antifa, just on the other side. When you eat from the tree of, of good and evil, you build Satan's kingdom. Well, hey, fractal truth, let me, let me ask you something. What are we pointing to? We're pointing to the Bible and the Constitution. Which tree are you eating from? That's right. Which tree That's are right. you eating from, man? Call us two one five. We'll we'll be cordial with you. We'll we'll let you have your peace. But we're gonna we're gonna go back to um, the truth of the Word of God, and we're gonna go to the law that we have in this land, which ha which and the way I see it, and I think the way Bradley sees it, is when it is in error, where it needs to conform to the Word of God, we have to conform it to the Word of God. It's amendable for those purposes. Uh, so that's what we point to. What are you pointing to? What Donnie's telling you? Or what's actually happening. Now, there's another thing, and then I want to move on to the wall issue. Um, and that is, again, we had something from Matt Agris, where while William Barr is, quote-unquote, going after the deep state, he's yeah. working with that deep state on gun confiscation. And I read this yesterday 
as part of um, uh, the ending that we had for the march yesterday. William Barr is a supporter of the unconstitutional red flag laws that are being passed in states across the country. During his confirmation hearings in January, he said as much by stating the following. We need to push along the ERPOs, that's Extreme Risk Protection Orders. So we have these red flag laws to supplement the use of background checks, which are unlawful too. The, people need to understand, uh, Bradley, the, the issue of background checks assumes you're guilty and you have to prove your innocence to purchase a gun, which is your God-given right to, to keep and bear one of those. So I just want people to understand what's going on there. When you get roped into the whole background check thing, if we were bringing justice— there wouldn't be nobody would even talk about that because we would be taking premeditate you know people who premeditate murder people who kidnap people who rape uh, and commit violent crimes and they'd be having a dirt nap they wouldn't be having a, a an eight by eight you know three hots and a cot kind of deal at the expense of the people and their victims they we would bring biblical justice upon them and we wouldn't be worried about dealing with anybody's uh, rights so he continues and he says this he says we need these red flag laws to supplement the use of the background check to find out if someone has some mental disturbance, like Bill Barr. I guess there's a disconnect from upholding the Constitution to the things he's talking about here. This is the single most important thing I think we can do in the gun control area to stop these massacres from happening in the first place. No. How about we take and we do like some places are and get smart and let the teachers who have you know, their concealed carry or uh, they want to carry and they've, they've trained. I do believe they ought to be trained. Don't get me wrong. But... It's why why are we restricting them? We people go and stick their kids in there for eight, nine, ten hours a day in the indoctrination centers. They trust a teacher to indoctrinate their little Johnny and Susie, but then they don't trust them to protect them. Um, I'm against the public school system, as I think you are as well. Um, can why I, don't can we do that? Here, what's what you're saying, and people need to put this together, is the fact that it's always about our safety. It's always about our safety. Who are the ones that are stripping, you were speaking of schools and protecting children. Who advocates the, who's, who's advocating and sanctioning the murder of the innocent in the womb? Your government. So don't, let's not pretend like they're actually there trying to think things through to protect us from the bad guys. The problem is the people haven't come to the realization that the problem with these people is people such as myself and you and hundreds of millions of people across this country that are armed, that will in fact stand against the acts of tyranny that they themselves are committing. They're trying to create enemies of the state at the end of the day. And guess who they are, friends? They are Christians. They are conservatives. They are patriots. And again, for us to think otherwise is disingenuous on our part, and it's not a game or debate that I'm going to get pulled into in any sense of the word. I agree with that. I agree with that. And uh, there's something else. Now, let's move a little bit more here, because one of the big promises that uh, uh, Donald Trump had in his campaign, and you know, I can think of a lot of ways where we could do this without spending billions of dollars on a wall. I'm not against a wall. You know, we read in the scriptures, there are walls that are built. Uh, The people of Israel leave Babylon, and they go back and they build the wall, and they build the the city. Uh, We have kings who are said to even repent, and they begin to build a wall. So I'm not against a wall, but there are a lot of things that, that bring what's referred to as illegals over the welfare state. And I don't see any of that in the Constitution. People will say the general welfare clause. But what that's doing is that's setting up for the 18 to 21 things that Congress can actually legislate on. 
And if anybody thinks Congress, you know, somebody was talking about, oh, Congress is trying to send a lot of money here to California for these fires. Well, where's that in the Constitution? That's a state issue to be dealt with. That's not, you know, something else. I, I just I struggle with a lot of that stuff that everybody wants the federal government to do something about everything. But one of the things he promised was Mexico was going to pay for the wall. Right. And we've heard him recently because he's been called out on that. And he says, oh, well, we're going to put tolls, you know, when you're crossing back and forth. Well, wait a minute. Aren't there Americans crossing back and forth across that? Aren't there other people who are crossing it? It's not Mexico per se. I mean, there's some Mexicans who's going to chunk some, you know, change in there. And you, you and I have been to Florida, and that's one of the things that just drives me bonkers is yeah. having to stop every, you know, if you get on one of those tow roads. Even though I think it's actually a good idea to put it in the hands of, 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 a, of a private company rather than the other. Here's Donald Trump and what he told the American people in several segments, and I want people to pay attention real carefully to what he's going to say. Congress must fund the border wall. I will build a great, great wall, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. It'll be huge. Just in case anybody has any question, we need the wall. We're going to get the wall. We're going to have a wall. The wall's happening. Build that wall. Build that wall. On day one, we will begin working on an impenetrable, physical, tall, powerful, beautiful southern border wall. I'd love not to build the wall, but you need the wall. Building it? Not negotiable. We have no choice. We have to close down our government. We're building that wall. A a wall without personnel there means nothing. Those of us that know that border are going to be with Donald Trump. And not a wall along the entire border. Of course I disagreed with him because I was running against him. The new giant wall makes no sense whatsoever. Are you okay with $25 billion for the I'm whatever whatever it takes. Remember, we're not going to pay for that. We are going to finance the the Secure Fence Act, which is the construction of the physical barrier. You can't get Mexico to pay for the wall. You, of course, you can. Do you have any doubt that I will get them to pay for the wall? We will build the wall as sure as you are standing there. As sure as you're standing there, one hundred percent. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Who's going to pay for the wall? Who's not going to pay for the wall? Vermont. It now appears clear. U.S. taxpayers will have to pay for it up front. What is your plan? That's not clear at all. So the American taxpayer will pay for the wall at first. All it is is we'll be reimbursed. Mexico will be reimbursing the United States. It'll be reimbursed. It may be through reimbursement. We did discuss the wall. We didn't discuss payment of the wall. I will build the greatest wall that you've ever seen. I want a gorgeous wall. And you do a beautiful, nice precast plank with beautiful everything just perfect what's it going to be made out of (sighs) what are the walls going to be made out of it's going to be made of hardened concrete and it's going to be made out of rebar and steel i'm talking about a wall see that ceiling up there higher we're thinking about building the wall as a solar wall and we're gonna have a door in the wall if they ever get up there they're in trouble because there's no way to get down Maybe a rope. It's not a fence. It's a wall. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, there could be some fencing. Mexico will not pay for the wall. Could we have your comment? They said yes. The wall just got ten feet taller. Ten feet taller. Ten feet higher. 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 Let's say Bigger. Four billion. Larger. The wall is going to cost. The biggest in history. The wall's probably eight billion. It's going to cost ten billion. The wall's going to cost ten billion dollars. Maybe twelve. We're putting down twenty-five billion for the wall. And who's going to pay for the wall? Who's going to pay for the wall? Who's going to pay for the wall? 
I've never done that before. That's actually cute. I've never done I swear. All right, there you go. The circus music is there because, as we were told by one of the bankster buddies that bailed him out in the late 90s, um, he's the P.T. Barnum of the 20th century. I mean, they didn't see him as a CEO. They saw him as a promoter. What do you, I mean, you brought this, you brought this a video delight here. What do you think about that? Did you, did you, did people notice, do you think people notice the switch and the amounts and what all of you is going to do? How many lies does it take to make one a liar, Tim? You know, it's been said, what, lie to me once, shame on you, lie to me twice, shame on me. Uh, the fact of the matter is if that video right there doesn't show you who Donald Trump is, I can't help you. No, that's this is this is part of the problem, though, is when we show people some people we had a great comment yesterday in the uh, in the comment section of the YouTube channel. And I told you about that. And one gentleman said, hey, you know, this was a great discussion of back and forth showing these things. And what I wanted to do today was come on and show things like this. I wanted to I wanted people to see it. I think it's one thing if we say it. But when we come back and we show the documentation, when we bring out the videos like this, where you can put all this stuff side by side, and I do it all the time with his acceptance speech, where he said a lot of people voted for They weren't really for him, but they weren't for Hillary, that was for sure. And so they yeah. said it's kind of a vote against Hillary, not really for Donald Trump, because he said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see we get a special prosecutor for her. We're going to prosecute her. Uh, he's used terms as, quote, unquote, she's guilty as hell. That's what he said. Um, that she is crooked Hillary and all of this kind of stuff. But yet we've seen we've seen no demonstration, real demonstration, that he's eager to bring any kind of prosecution against his friends that he doesn't want to hurt. That's right. Tim, I want to interject too. 41 seconds into his victory speech, he told his supporters verbatim that the American people owe Hillary Clinton a major debt of gratitude for her service. 41 seconds into his victory speech. That's all you needed to see. When he was asked why he talked about uh, bringing forth that special prosecutor, after he became the president, he told him it was just political talk. He said the Clintons are good people. If you've never taken the time to understand Clinton Chronicles or take the time to watch it, you need to do yourself a favor. And then you define good at the end of watching that documentary because it is one uh, family on this planet, like the Bush regime, that is evil to high heaven that needs to be lawfully dealt with. Donald Trump also promised to bring back the rule of law, but what we have seen over the last five years, including the year and a half that he was on the presidential campaign trail, uh, that's what he promised to do is bring back in the rule of law. Tell the people what they want to hear. Uh, to date, five years later, he has not prosecuted one corrupt politician. Um, you know it as draining the swamp. We're still waiting for that. But as a matter of fact, what he's doing now is he's running on his second campaign as the same exact talking points. America is going to be destroyed if we don't drain the swamp. Uh, America is going to be destroyed if we don't deal with the likes of a Barack Hussein Obama, James Comey, a Hillary Clinton. Same exact talking points. And he knows he can get away with it because people are foolish enough to believe uh, exactly what he's saying. But the fact of the matter is, again, Matthew seven sixteen comes to my aid. We're to judge him by his fruit. What he has done, in fact, is just the exact opposite. If people would pay attention to what he does, rather than what he says, they're going to come to the same conclusion in truth. Uh, but what he does, friends, is he comes in and he does the exact opposite. How many political uh, politicians, corrupt politicians, that are guilty as H-E double hockey sticks, 
uh, has he granted clemency to? Again, there you have it. You can't look at an apple tree and deny the fruit on it. You can't look at a good tree and deny the good fruit on it. You cannot deny the, the uh, evil tree that bears forth bad fruit. And you can see that the apple doesn't fall too far uh, or, or the corrupt fruit doesn't fall too far from the corrupt tree in this current administration. We need to get back to what Jesus said. How many times did he say, be not deceived, take heed to yourself. Many will come in my name. They'll call themselves Christians, but you judge them by what they produce. Matthew 7, 16, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen and 15, and the list goes on and on. And people need to come to terms with the fact that, too, you were talking earlier, Tim, about the deep, deep state. Well, the deep state can only do what the deep state does if corrupt politicians do it for them. I mean, who's uh, sanctioned yep. the murder of the innocent? Was that the deep state? Uh, who's sanctioned uh, marriage to intermeddle with God's affairs, which is uh, spinning against heaven and rest assured you're going to fall on your own back more than the Supreme Court when they said men can marry men and women can marry men or or, uh, women can marry women now. Is that the deep state advocating for that? Who's trying to disarm you right now? Is that the deep state advocating for that? No, it's corrupt politicians that are right in front of your faces, friends. Is it the deep state uh, indoctrinating kids through a violation of the 10th Amendment? And the list goes on and on and on. No, it's the corrupt politicians doing it for him. And when you're looking at Donald Trump and what he is saying here, Tim, he is parroting uh, exactly what he's told to parrot. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Anybody that's paying attention, anybody that knows who we are and where we came from, know all the well that this is not American, this is un-American. And this guy right here, uh, in fact, is trying to tear down the Constitution, just like every other administration that has preceded him for decades in this country. They're trying to tear down the Constitution and recreate it in a new global order. Yes, they are. We're gonna mo- we're gonna move to that because we're gonna talk about USMCA in a while. And by the way, Josh, this is dumb rhetoric. I I don't know what you're even talking about. You're welcome to call in and correct us. I mean, if you love us, wouldn't you correct us? Call us in. Instead of calling names, instead of throwing out things like that, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Love to hear from you. I mean, if you got the guts to come, to come on the show, we'd love to hear from you. We really would. Can I say that I've been, I've been, yeah. I'm on 131 radio stations every day. I've been on the radio for uh, 17, 18, 19 years now. People like that, that's all they can do is call people names because they don't have the facts. And what it shows you that they hold to is air. And they love their air so much uh, that they will hold to the very ones that are destroying their country rather than to take the time to know the difference and stand up against them. Uh, You said something earlier about the fearful and the cowardice. Well, just keep in mind, brother, from another mother that's making your comments, that you're the first ones to go to judgment because it's the fearful. It's the cowards found in Revelations 21, verse uh, uh, 8 and on. Uh, And the fact of the matter is you're responsible for destroying this country, and you're also responsible for having to turn and tell your kids and your grandkids what it was that you were unwilling to stand up against. Real patriotism, which, by the way, Webster's 1828, means to uphold dying laws. It doesn't mean to just go along to get along. People are tired of that. And, Tim, that's why the Sons of Liberty have become the number one and number two show since we've been on radio. It's not because we're smart. It's because we're telling people the truth. And like I said at the uh, event yesterday in Michigan, I said these people can have all the accreditations that they want to, like the president and like all of these lawyers, uh, 
But the fact of the matter is they, they can go ahead and carry their certificates and tell everybody how smart they are. But if they don't know how to tell the truth, what good are they, Tim? And that's what we have to come to is the fact that they're not telling the truth and they're not working for we the people any longer in this country. And it's always the American people that are under attack by their said representatives. It's never there to liberate the people. It's always there to restrict the people more and more incrementally. Yes, it is. And, you know, we got a comment saying the wall is happening, stopping drug and human trafficking. Trump has produced more than any other president in decades. Let's let's address something about that. First of all, he said he was going to impose tariffs. He was going to impose them. Now, our Constitution, for those of you who don't know, only gives that authority to Congress. It doesn't give it to the president. And when Congress allocates money, it is to be used for what they allocate it for, not whatever the, the president just says, oh, I just I want to move that over here. See, this is what this whole national state of emergency, and it hasn't been just Trump. It's been many presidents who've used that to usurp the authority they have in the, in, under the Constitution. So this isn't just about Trump. And people need to, to understand when, you, when people come in and say, well, who are you guys voting for? It's not about that. Well, what do we do? Well, we follow the Constitution. When they violate the Constitution, what does it do for members of Congress? You remove them. What does it do for a a judge or a president? Well, you impeach them, and then you remove them. And so all of these things have a remedy, and it's not Democrat or Republican. It's the law. It's We follow the law. That's where we should be united uh, in the in the realm of government, as it were, out of Ephesians, that we're told we should be uh, come to the unity of the faith. Well, let's come to the unity of the law and stand behind that rather than our favorite political jersey. There's another thing that's happened. A lot of this wall is rebuilt. That's why America is being destroyed today is because of a lack of justice. And, And that's exactly what every president, before he becomes the president, promises to bring back to the people, the rule of law. Let's judge the wicked. And then when they get there, what do they do? Well, the wicked walk on every side. Why? Because the vilest of men have been exalted. Uh, That's found in uh, Psalm 12, verse 8. How many times do we need to go over this cycle before you finally figure it out that these are just clowns, handpicked clowns in the circus of politics? And furthermore, again, if you would look to the fact that there's over 1,152 other presidential options that you have not heard a peep about because the mainstream media doesn't want you to hear about. Uh, If that doesn't tell you what has been wielded over concerning the narrative that the mainstream media, owned by six corporations worldwide, controlled by the CIA, is attempting to do to this country and what it is in fact doing to this country, uh, again, I don't know that we can help you because if you're not willing to see the truth for what it is, you're self-condemned. And you're helping subvert this country on so many different fronts. But justice is what guards our liberty. And justice is exactly what the people in this country need. Now, Tim, I want to say this, too. You were just talking about what the the president does. They create these executive orders out of thin air. The Constitution says nothing about executive orders. The president is the executive. And so what they do is they deceive the people into saying, well, let's just create something outside of the scope of authority, but let's use the wording of the U.S. Constitution to deceive the people. That's how they're getting away with it. They're only getting away with what the American people are allowing them to get away with, and they're getting away with it uh, concerning those people that don't know the difference. And this is what we're doing here, friends. We're not trying to get into some debate with you Uh, over who's the best man here. No, we haven't been given the best men. And the fact of the matter is men are the problem. 
what we need to do is hold to the law, the supremacy clause, which is found in the U.S. Constitution, Article 6, Section 2. And those that serve we, the people, are supposed to faithfully execute those laws found within. And that's what we're highlighting here, because we want the resolve. We're sick and tired of, of this circular reasoning, the dog chasing the tail, never getting a hold of it. Well, folks, guess what? Everybody says they're sick and tired of it. Well, then we're going to have to break free of the cycle that they have us in. And the only one that's going to break us free of that is the word of God and getting back to what our forefathers established over 244 years ago. That's exactly correct. Uh, In fact, I want to hit that because we're talking about the two-party system. Uh, Several guys have made comments about this. And one of the things I did the other day, I threw it together just really quickly, uh, was to bring a couple of our, our forefathers to view here. Let me give a couple of quotes here. Just so people, and I'm going to show it to people just so they can see it, and you can check it out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Just put in two-party system, you'll find it, okay? John Adams said, There is nothing which I dread so much as a division of the republic into two great parties, each arranged under its leader. He could have said they have their political jersey on, too. He could have said that he could have used my thing. And concerting measures in opposition to each other, this, in my humble apprehension, is to be dreaded as the greatest political evil. And you guys talk about, i got to choose the lesser of two evils. Well, which tree, again, which tree are you eating from? Um, Hmm. You're eating from the evil tree, whichever dog bowl you're feeding off of here. Uh, Greatest political evil under our Constitution. George Washington also echoed that saying in his farewell presidential speech, he said, and this one's going to get a little bit lengthy, the alternate domination of one faction over another, sharpened by the spirit of revenge, natural to party dissension, which in different ages and countries has perpetrated the most horrid enormities, is itself a frightful despotism. But this leads at length to a more formal and permanent despotism. The disorders and miseries which result gradually incline the minds of men to seek security and repose in the absolute power of an individual, and sooner or later the chief of some prevailing faction, more able or more fortunate than his competitors, turns his disposition to the purposes of his own elevation on the ruins of public liberty. Are you paying attention, people? This is is the father of, of the country. Without looking forward to an extremity of this kind, which nevertheless ought, to, ought not to be entirely out of sight, the common and continual mis- mischiefs of the spirit of party are sufficient to make it the interest and duty of a wise people to discourage and restrain it. Not to embrace it, not to say this is America with the two-party system. George Washington said a wise people will discourage and restrain it. Okay. Yep. He goes on, he says, it serves always to distract the public councils and enfeeble the public administration. It agitates the community with ill-founded jealousies and false alarms, kindles the animosity of one part against another, foments occasionally riot and insurrection. Hello? It opens the door to foreign influence and corruption. Hello? Which find a facilitated access to the government itself through the channels of party passions. Thus, the policy and the will of one country are subjected to the policy and will of another. Does that sound familiar, America? He continues, there is an opinion that parties in free countries are useful checks um, upon the administration of the government and serve to keep alive the spirit of liberty. This, within certain limits, is probably true. And in governments of a monarchical caste, 
patriotism may look with indulgence, if not with favor, upon the spirit of party. But in those of the popular character in governments purely elective, it is a spirit not to be encouraged. From their natural tendency, it is a certain. It is certain there will be, there will always be enough of the, that spirit for every salutary purpose. And there being constant danger of excess, the effort ought to be, by force of public opinion, to mitigate and assuage it. A fire not to be quenched. It demands a uniform vigilance to prevent its bursting into a flame, lest instead of warming, it should consume. Amen. And amen. What do you say there, Bradley? Well, the fact of the matter is Donald Trump just called us a purified democracy, uh, going to uh, him who the people accept as a president. He's illegitimate, just like Joe Biden's illegitimate. But they want the illegitimate in office. And if you think that's a joke, why don't you look to the history of dictatorships because they're easily controlled. Benito Mussolini uh, said he would rather and he prefers scoundrels over good men because scoundrels he can control. Uh, and it's exactly what we're seeing in front of the American people today. It's set up to divide and conquer. Uh, I said yesterday what George Orwell said. It's a political language that's created to uh, make lies sound truthful. Uh, again, it goes back to WWE. Uh, folks, there is no left. There is no difference between the left-right paradigm in this country because it's unconstitutional. We're a constitutional republic, and because people keep feeding this monster of the, instab- the establishment that they claim they're sick and tired of, uh, there's over 101 affiliate party affiliates now, and yet our forefathers warned us continuously to stay away from it. So if you're arguing about Joe Biden and Donald Trump, you've been duped, period. Let me say it again. You've been duped. Yeah, now let's talk a little bit about the um, this this globalist effort because we made we made a brief mention of it, I guess, near the end of the show yesterday, and we talked about what's going on in the Department of Education. Of course, we have Lynn Taylor on every Wednesday to talk about what's coming out of D.C. or in the states uh, that have no authority, no biblical authority, because our the Bible tells us that it's the responsibility of parents to educate our kids or to teach them to have the things that God has given to us in his commands in our heart and then to teach them diligently to our children. And the way it says it, there's no way you can do that by sending them to a public indoctrination center for eight to 10 hours a day. You just can't do it. And now they're wanting to have your kids sleep over too. They, they just want them all the time. Folks, this is how, you, you wonder how things happen. They happen in the generations where mom and dad have abandoned that and the state comes in as mommy and daddy, and then they begin that indoctrination process, and they turn the kids on the parents. And as uh, Revelation talks about, it says, then the land becomes a place for every, and I, I use the paraphrase, dirty bird. Uh, that's what that's what comes in uh, to take over, and they begin to peck out the eyes of, of your, your offspring. So one of the things that we've talked about here recently, and it was pushed by Donald Trump, and the interesting thing that I, f- I found was when I started having some conversation with some people, they were like, no, this is the Bushes. The Bushes did this. The Bu- yeah. Nobody pushed the USMCA more than Donald Trump. In fact, he's the one who introduced the thing. And he no. said NAFTA was really bad for America, right? It was really bad. And then what did we find out? Well, here's one of the things we found out. USMCA wasn't his idea. Not that that should surprise anybody. It's kind of like legislation that comes up in D.C. It's really not your representative's idea. some kind of corporation or something like that that's come up with it. The study shows that 57% of it contains TPP, which he, you know, he took his name off of uh, or he took the United States out of. But then verbatim, 57% of TPP is in there. 
The Council on Foreign Relations president, of which uh, Donald Trump has many members of the Council on Foreign Relations as advisors or in his cabinet, said that USMCA was NAFTA plus 10 or 20 percent. What do you say to that? What do I say to that? <laughs> uh, the writing's on the wall. Um, again, what we have is we have a globalist that has deceived the American people into believing that he's something that he's not. Uh, and I always refer back to the word of God, Tim, that if we would just hold to the word of God, we would see this for what it is. We're being played if we're going to allow them to play us. And um, the American people are little by little slowly waking up. I just hope it's not too late. Um, you're talking about schools, Tim. You're talking about our kids. Uh, interestingly enough, we've done over 365 high schools in 25 different states, only did two Christian high schools. The rest were secular schools. Uh, those are our kids. Obviously, that's why we're in there. Um, I want people to understand the hypocrisy that's taking place here concerning the schools, if you don't mind. 86% of those that are sending their kids into public schools today are Christians, patriots, and or conservatives. And it's a lack thereof. And keep in mind, nobody rebuked the religious hypocrites more than Jesus Christ himself did. Um, to suggest that you take your kids and hand them over to your known enemies takes one of the greatest, it, it takes the greatest mindset of a fool ever known to mankind. The Bible says that we're to train up a child in the ways that they go so when they're old, they will not depart from them. And how many times I've seen the older generation look at the younger generation who again has been subjected to everything and protected from nothing. And they say to H-E double hockey sticks with them as if to suggest that they're not responsible for raising those kids up. They want to attempt to justify themselves over and over again, and it's completely backfiring, and we're trying to figure out why the younger generation is beginning to stand up against the older generation. Well, look what they've been subjected to by their dad and their moms, by the uh, uh, 300,000 pulpits that remain silent, their pastors um, every week. They're, they're thrown into a cesspool of uh, uh, indoctrination to uh, five days a week. And, and it's just absolutely, the hypocrisy is absolutely astounding to me, Tim. Um, and then to take it and see that for what it is, and then to suggest that it's someone else's responsibility or to blame somebody else for what we did is ludicrous. It's absolutely insane what the American people have done. Um, so again, just, just covering so many different uh, topics, Tim, and, and talking now about the USMCA. Folks, I mean, what, what is it that the American people need? What more information? They're, they're, people are so entertained, Tim, by something new that the administration has done wrong so they can debate it and argue it and then defend their favorite candidate. Well, that's the design right there. And the fact of the matter is every single time, correct me if I'm wrong, we're still waiting for that phone call, by the way, but correct we me are. if I'm wrong, <laughs> where, where, where have they ever actually stood up for the American people and defending the American people? And when has it never been corrupt politicians that have been responsible for it? This is our government. And one of the things that we need to do in this country is to not overthrow the Constitution, but begin to understand that there's provision in the U.S. Constitution to overthrow those that are perverting the Constitution. And that sounds rebellious to people, Tim. They would rather just go along to get along and hand off their kids to a bunch of tyrants to further enslave them 
um, rather than to stand up and fight for them. And that's about as un-American as it gets. But for every topic that we're talking about right now, we have countered it a thousand times over, Tim. We have shown them the truth and they don't want to see it. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears because they don't hear. And I believe it's because they're willfully resisting the fact of the matter. They like the games that they're caught up into. And you know what? The bottom line is it tells us in the book of Amos, prepare to meet your God because judgment's raining upon this country right now because the American people refuse to repent before a just and a holy God. This is an issue of law, and it shows you how much people hate the law. As a matter of fact, it tells us in Proverbs 28 that those that uh, forsake God's moral law, they praise the wicked. Is that not what we're dealing with right now, Tim? It's exactly what we're dealing with. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. And, you know, um, Frank has commented that he thinks that uh, the, the reason for the support is, is, I guess, this appearance that Trump is standing up to the powers that be. But this is the way I've always seen it. Uh, How can he have prosecuted him then? Well, that's, that's, the, that's the obvious question. But, you know, when Lenin said that the best way to lead the opposition is or to control the opposition is to lead ourselves, how do you do that? Well, it, to me, it's you've got to look as much like them as possible. You got to sound as much like them as possible. But then what you're really doing, you may throw them some bones here and there to, to make it look legitimate. But what you're really doing is you're selling out on the big end of things. And I think this USMCA, we had Publius Holder really put this out and lay it out as to how it gives a foothold for global government, because now you're establishing a small government above the Mexico, Canada, and the United States, including giving them authority that we only gave to Congress under our Constitution. Now, we're getting down to the end of the show, and I want to give you plenty of time to do this. And then you want to stay on a little bit longer this, this morning? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll hold you over. So you guys listening by Red State Talk Radio, if you want to jump on our Facebook page or you want to jump on with YouTube or any of the other outlets that I aim off of at the first, you're welcome to do so. We'd love to have you there. Bradley, tell people where they can find out more about you, how they can book you for an event or something like that too. Uh, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. We're on the radio six days a week, three to four central, I'm sorry, two to three central standard time. Uh, I'm in uh, the Eastern Standard Time Zone right now, forgive me. But we're on from two to three central standard time, five days a week. And on Saturdays, we're on from two to four. You can also jump over to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com if you want to book us. Uh, and or go over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, 13 to 15 articles over there every day, uh, combating the lies in the CIA-controlled media. All right, Brad, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Guys, we're going to close out the show here in just a few seconds, but be sure to join us on YouTube and Facebook. We're going to go probably, we may go about 30 minutes. I'm I'm not sure right yet uh, because I got things to do and so does Bradley, but uh, appreciate your time today. Join us again on YouTube, Facebook, and in more than 23 hours, 8 a.m., Saturday morning, actually 7 a.m., we're going to be doing the promo there. We're going to cover what's going on in Trafalgar Square. You don't want to miss that. Till then, see ya. All right, it's seven o'clock. We're back. It's seven o'clock. <laughs> uh, we're back here on the other side. And for those of you joining us by Red State Talk Radio, welcome. We appreciate uh, your support as well. And um, you made mention of something. We talked about it uh, a little bit uh, with Heather Hobbs this week. And I want to bring, I've got to sort these out here so that uh, I bring them up properly. But this is something that I've hit on over and over and over. Now, again, I try to be fair with President Trump on some things. And or on everything, I try to be fair with him on it. Uh, 
he came out and he had some type of an executive order that stopped foreign funding to Planned Parenthood. Foreign funding, not domestic. And then what we found out is over the past at least two years, and I'm sure it went on before, but these were the two years that I got, he has been funding Planned Parenthood. And Planned Parenthood does 40% of the abortions. This is only 40% of the abortions, the murder of, of American babies here in the United States. He's been signing his name to it. Now, a lot of people say, well, Congress has the power of the purse. They're the ones doing it. Okay, that's fine. I get that. But that bill doesn't become law under the system of government we have until the president signs it. Now, this is fiscal year 2018 to 2019. And this is Planned Parenthood's own report here, so you can read it yourself at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And what do we find out? This is the amount of, uh, of murders. We call it abortion to, to kind of take away the sting of what they're doing. I mean, these people do things to unborn babies that rival anything that you've seen of, of the Islamic State or Mexican cartels. Okay? 345,672 murders of innocent American babies between 2018 and 2019, supported by our Congress with our money unlawfully, and by the president with his signature, despite what he says, with his signature. And what we see here is $616.8 million came from taxpayers. Anybody who wants to say he's pro-life, I have a question for you. How are you pro-life, but you can sign a document, that, and you'll justify it by saying, oh, we need all these other services. We can't shut down the government for you know three-quarters of a million of our own people. Because we have to have military spending, or we have to have this. We, you know, any person with a conscience, I, I just I don't understand how you can do that knowing the money's going to be used to murder innocent people. I mean, that's what this is. I, I don't want to just say innocent babies, but they're innocent people. They're, they're people who are made in the image of God. Then we have this past fiscal year. This is another one. Planned Parenthood continues to get more than $600 million a year from federal government. Now, if you say, if you give me all the excuses that you give me, folks in, you know, in the chat who are still there, if you, if you continue to say, but he's the most pro-life president, that's what he said himself, that's what he said, yeah. how is that when you look at like what you said? How is it when you look at the fruit versus what his mouth is saying? James says, you can say you have faith, Show me your faith by your deeds, right? And if you don't do that, then you have a dead faith. So what does this say about uh, about what we're seeing coming out of even the executive branch there? Well, it's interesting, too, as well. Uh, everybody complained about Barack Hussein Obama spending $500 million. In other words, reallocating your tax dollars to pay for the murder of innocent babies, Americans. Just so you know, you're an accomplice if you're not standing up against this. Well, to top it off, Donald Trump comes in, and, and it, by the way, it shows you how much of a liar Mike Spence is, creepy Mike Spence is as well, uh, to call Donald Trump the most pro-life president ever in the history of America. Give me a break. Uh, only to find out that Donald Trump added $100 million to Barack Hussein Obama's $500 million. So what do we have here? And what's interesting about this is uh, if the American people think for one moment 60 million babies murdered in the womb, uh, and we go to sleep at night, you, you think for one moment that the Lord's just going to overlook this, you better think twice, because he's not. He hates hands that shed innocent blood, and you're either going to know the Lord and his blessings, or you're going to meet him in his curses. I prefer his blessings, but the American people want to give uh, the devil a pass again 
by actually playing along uh, with this new administration and suggesting and acting out in such a fashion that he's actually telling us the truth. We know it's completely untrue. And I want to tell you something, too, as well, friends. Uh, keep in mind, as he's giving $600 million a year to the likes of a Planned Parenthood, also keep in mind he's funding times three that of Barack Hussein Obama, Muslim organizations in America that mean to overthrow your country. So if you think the Lord's not going to be exact in judgment, you better think again, because either we're going to be moved by the fear of God or we're going to play along to our own demise. That's exactly right. In fact, uh, one of the things that and you make mention of that, we may mention it yesterday, that come, that doesn't come from the lips of Bradley Dean or from Tim Brown. That comes from Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch, which many people you know, who are who would oppose us and support Trump, they'll get behind Tom Fitton. Well, Tom Fitton was calling that out. There's another thing that uh, is very uh, troubling, and that is, you know, uh, Trump, this waffling over the issue of marriage. And he'll say, oh, I'm for traditional marriage. And then he comes in, and what does he say? He goes, well, the Supreme Court says it's law of land. What? Which constitution says that? They don't make yeah. law. They're supposed to look at the law, and they're supposed to judge righteously according to the law, and they're not doing that. So what do we have concerning sodomites? Well, and, and the Trump administration. Here's, here's the latest thing that came out. This guy, Richard Grinnell, he's the ambassador that, that Trump's um, appointed to Germany. He also ended up making him the acting head of national intelligence. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's an open sodomite. He's tried to—he's the one—the reason why Trump wanted to uh, decriminalize sodomy across the globe. Now, folks— what does God say about that? I mean, he destroyed two cities to ash. You can't even find any remains of the cities because of what they were engaged in with sodomy. And here's a guy who not only engages in it, but he's got a guy that he wants to call his husband, and he wants that recognized as legitimate. And now the Republican National Committee or convention, he's there as a senior advisor, and he focuses on advancing the sodomite agenda. That's what he's doing. Let me show you a couple other things. There, there are some things down here. Um, I mean, we've got them all in areas of government here, but there are other things. There was uh, and the um, and here's the the story here for people that they can check out later at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com about the Middle East and, and decriminalizing sodomy. We have the issue when Buttigieg came up. And he, uh, Trump was asked, do you have a problem with a, uh, uh, a sodomite having a husband and them running for office? And he, oh, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. Does that sound like a Christian to anybody at all? I mean, I, I just I don't get it. You know, we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Uh, the, the Bible says that God takes out a heart of stone. He puts it in a heart of flesh. I'm not expecting somebody to know everything when they're just transformed. It's not that. But my goodness, this is the most unnatural thing, and yet, oh, I have no problem with that. I mean, what are we doing with this? Our forefathers drove people. George Washington drummed a guy out for attempted sodomy out of his army. We had Thomas Jefferson who said uh, he wanted to, to put into law, they cut off their genitals. Now, I don't agree with that. I think the Bible has the proper uh, justice for that. That's you have a rock party with them. If you if you catch them confessing to that or doing it, you, you do that, okay? And the second thing in, is that we had in our state laws, and they referenced Leviticus. New York, one of the most anti-American 
cities, New York City uh, and states, they used to actually cite Leviticus. And it was a death penalty if you were caught doing this. And we read um, in on, Pl- on Plymouth Plantation by William Bradford, where he recounts the, the story of this young teenage boy. He was engaged in the act of buggery with several animals, and they followed exactly what the Scripture says. They killed the animals in front of him, and then they killed him. And um, they said, you just, we can't allow this to go on for the sake of everybody else around you. It can't be an influence on society. But the more we've allowed that to go, the more it's become praised, the more it's become embraced by people. They, they take to that lifestyle, that behavior. It's a behavior. Um, and it is, it is something that, that really takes our, our, our country down, and it causes us to be an immoral people who come under the judgment of God. Yeah, it, you know it's interesting how what we see today, Christianity, I guess, and, and this this is only uh, uh, able to work over the people that don't know the Word of God, and there's a whole lot of them. Eighty six percent of the people in this country profess Christianity. I can find less than three percent of the real deal, genuine Christianity. Now we see the uh, evangelicals, as they like to call themselves, who have deceived themselves into believing that this guy's actually a Christian because he said so. That's all they have to do is just call themselves a Christian. Clinton said the same thing. Hillary Clinton said the same thing. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama said the same thing. But what fruit and what sort of fruit did they bear once again? Um, Now I guess it's what you advocate for when it uh, is contrary to the Word of God. I guess it's still uh, Christianity. No, the Bible's clear. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him, First John 2, 4. And what we see is another liar in the office advocating what God clearly condemns. Uh, Fifteen years ago when I started to blow the trumpet on this whole gay agenda because my high school um, ministry, when we were doing high school assemblies across the country, came under fire under George Bush. And because he said he was a Christian, everybody took on to him too, that he was a Christian. So the evangelicals get behind him. Well, it was during his criminal tenure that the uh, homosexuals had a free hand to go ahead and attack anybody that didn't agree with their lifestyles. Uh, only to find out now, when I said 15 years ago, this is all aimed at kids, that's all we had to do is look at what was going on and pull the curtain back behind the gay agenda. First and foremost, it's a felony in every state of our union, and it still is and it always will be. Um, and number two, they're called crimes against nature by our forefathers, which is directly extracted from the Word of God. They are crimes against nature. Listen, folks, I don't care what the Supreme Court says when they violate law. They are not above the law, and they can be removed, Article 3, Section 1, Article 2, Section 4, and they can be prosecuted, Article 1, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution. I also noted that at the end of the day, this was aimed at children. Now go fast forward a little bit from George Bush to Barack Hussein Obama, uh, who appointed over 225 sodomites, Uh, lesbians, and transvestites, homosexuals as well, uh, to office federal and federal government. Uh, And people don't understand that they're being appointed to be used as a political battering ram to upend their constitution. Remember, John Adams said that our constitution is made for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Uh, And people haven't realized they're appointed for the very purpose of breaking down our system of government. Now they're in federal government. Uh, let's go to Kevin Jennings really quick. Uh, Kevin Jennings was the s- safe schools are under Barack Hussein Obama, 
who was the head of GLSEN, an organization that said bullying is nothing more than the affirmation of the gay lifestyle. In other words, play the victim, but perpetuate the crime. They don't have the shield. They have the spear. Look to Canada. Look to Europe. Uh, And it's interesting, Kevin Jennings, safe schools are under Barack Hussein Obama, illegally, by the way. He was never approved by Senate. He had an icon named Harry Hay. Harry Hay was, the uh, again, the icon for the organization NAMBLA, North American Man-Boy Love Association. You know what their slogan is, Tim? Sex before eight, before it's too late. Now we're seeing, going fast forward again, they're attempting to normalize pedophilia under Donald Trump, who is attempting to decriminalize sodomy on a global scale. Since when did he become the president of the world, number one? But he is acting that way, keep in mind, which is completely unconstitutional. But look what he's advocating for all the more. He's appointing them to higher positions in the face of the American people. And because the professed Christians in this country don't know the word of God, They're following Donald Trump in the place of Christ, and they are clearly, along with Donald Trump, playing the accomplices as criminals before God and before man who are attempting to make a prey out of our children. Well, that's exactly what they're doing, and and, and they're doing it in the context of saying that they're looking after our children. Now, look, I've been straightforward about this. Uh, Under the Trump administration, if the reports are to be believed and the numbers are to be believed, they are dealing with a lot of child trafficking. They're dealing with a lot of uh, child porn and stuff like this of taking down some people. But overall, those have been um, the small fish, if you will, in the big sea of things. They've been the small fish there. And again, I think this is my opinion is I think that what they're doing is is they're doing it so that they they appear legitimate while they leave all of the, the bigger people in place. I think nothing could be clearer than what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. What in the world was going on there? You've got a guy who's supposed to have the goods on everybody, right? That's what we were told in, in the media. He's, he's, got, he's got the goods on everybody because of his uh, affluent nature and the people who are on his plane and went to his island and all this other stuff. And yet, it, they don't take and ensure this oh the camera just went out of the time he allegedly threw himself off the bed you know and i mean come on really is and and this the the lady that he has now whose father was obviously an israeli um, spy and many people believe she's a spy as well and that jeffrey epstein got caught up with that as well in order to get the dirt on politicians and people in power and stuff like that so they can demoralize them and so they can control them. So we, we've seen that that's been, that's been going on. And that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Remember Conspiracy sure. of Silence yep. uh, back in the 80s? Uh, those kids came out. Watch the documentary Conspiracy of Silence. They were actually in a Catholic orphanage home. And they were orphans, obviously. And they took those kids. They got them hooked on drugs. They brought them into the party life. And then they began to basically prostitute them out to politicians in Washington, D.C. Uh, Paul Bonazzi still alive to tell the story. Uh, and others aren't. But the fact of the matter is, friends, this has been going on for a long time in this country. Back in the 70s, there was a cover by the mainstream media covering for conspirators where Watergate was about a party uh, basically breaking into another party to find information on that party. That was just the front uh, to cover for the fact that that was a pedophile ring that was being blown open. Um, it's just becoming normalized because the people have been desensitized. And isn't it interesting how it's always aimed at the kids? I just want to say this. Uh, those 
that lay for children, you might want to think again. Uh, because when you read Exodus 22, it talks very clearly about if those children would all cry out unto me, he said, I will kill you with the sword. This is coming from the living God. In the New Testament, Jesus said it's better for them to take a millstone and wrap it around their own necks rather than to offend one of these little ones. They're zeroing in on the very kids. Whose mind do you think would be behind something like that outside of Satan himself, Tim? This is absolutely ridiculous, and it's happening right in front of our face. But I can tell you this. Daddies and mommies across this country are not going to put up with it. And this is exactly why you're seeing vigil anti-justice on rise across the boards. Yeah, and in a lot of cases, a lot of this stuff is happening that the parents have already been trained in many ways to to sort of give their kids over to this, to to open the the gates, as it were, so the wolves can come in and devour their sheep, their children. They they're, they're they've taught to do it in the public school system. What are we seeing come in there? We've seen we've seen all kinds of anti-American uh, teachings, anti-Christian teachings in there. We've seen the um, uh, the 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 relationships that are that are built sexually between teachers and children. We're teaching. Yeah. We're seeing the, the, instead of just a a simple biology to understand how procreation works, which is all we really need to have uh, as far as education for our kids. Anyway, we don't need to be um, gratuitous in a lot of these things. They're taking and bringing in the perversion of drag uh, queens. They're, they're bringing in the sodomite agenda. They're bringing in lesbianism. They're talking about all kinds of things that are, Frankly, it would be embarrassing for me to even be talking about here. Paul says that some of this stuff is is so, so shameful, we we shouldn't even be talking about it. But we're having to because it's out in the open. Can I insert this? Because yep. when I do high school assemblies, if I was to suggest what they're teaching through indoctrination in their revised books, if I was even to suggest what the teachers are teaching their kids, again, indoctrination, illegally, I would be arrested right on the spot and I'd be thrown in jail. But the teachers, for some reason or another, are getting a pass and saying, oh, no, go ahead and do it because we said so. No, no, no. The American people need to stand up and understand as to what's going on here. And it's interesting, again, how justice is being overlooked. Let me just make one more point with this. If you remember right when uh, the, the sodomites wanted to come in and distort the Boy Scouts of America, I told the American people already the back. Uh, the backstory concerning the the leaders of the Boy Scouts and how they many of them were convicted and they're in prison today because of their crimes against children. Well, the homosexuals get in there because they want to make a prey out of those kids. So what do they do? They stand down. And now what are we talking about today? All of these lawsuits coming to go out against uh, Boy Scouts of America for their crimes against children. You know how they're trying to appease the victims? They're trying to appease them by buying them off. They're not talking about prosecuting the individuals that actually committed the crimes against the children. No, they're just talking about giving them some sort of endowment to just go ahead and turn the other cheek and walk away from the crimes that were committed against them. And this is the stuff that dads and moms in this country are just not going to put up with. Well, we've covered some of that before. We've seen some of these. What was the guy? He was up in um, uh, Alaska. And he would go find out these guys who've been convicted, these kinds of things that are going on. And then they convict him because he goes and he beats up these guys, these pedophiles. Uh, they're, they're, mm-hmm. a- they're actively engaged in. We've seen other people that we've had stories. I remember the one story of the guy who was in who was in prison for murder. And he obviously 
admitted what he was, but he's in there on his bunk. A guy comes in who I think it was he had uh, he had molested and raped like a nine or eleven year old girl, and the guy told him he started confessing it to the guy, and the guy told him he said, "Just shut up, I don't want to hear it." Even even the guy who's took a life and admits that and is in jail for a long time, I don't know if it was life or whatever. And the guy wouldn't shut up about it. So he went down there and strangled the life out of the guy. And he comes in the court and said, yep, I told him to shut up and he wouldn't shut up. And I did it. And I don't think, you know, I know that it's wrong for him to murder. But at the same time, it's like had the justice system put done justice, it would have took that guy out and it would have took the pedophile out, too. It would have done done both of them. And then we wouldn't even have a story there. But most people don't even get that. And then justice in America, I tell you, it's been it's so corrupt that people don't even know justice when they they think if somebody gets life in prison that's justice you but know. it's not they don't get the fact that if a person goes and commits murder well guess who's going to pay for that guy to be put up the rest of his life you and me especially if they're in a federal prison you and me the victims families and our property's going to be held hostage a gun's going to be put to our head to say if you don't pay your taxes we're going to throw you in there with that guy And then somebody else is going to have to pay for you. This is the corruption of our system. And then we have the privatizing of prisons, which say you have to have a quota. So they come up with more laws about things they shouldn't be making illegal. And then they throw people in jail for ridiculous amounts of time for some nothing. We got to tell the people what it's about. It's about the $64 billion that the bureaucracy makes off of the crimes of people in this country every year. And it shows you the distinction between man's commandments, which makes void God's commandments. Well, listen, either we deal with it on this earth or God's going to come in and deal with it in a way and in a fashion that we wish we would have when we had the time to do it. Folks need to understand that this whole criminal system, this injustice system that actually teaches people in this country to commit the crime three times, you know, three strikes and you're out. Just think about it. That is your injustice system today that the American people have put up with. And and, and to take it a step further, they have made, instead of uh, showing compassion for the victims, they have you actually showing more compassion for the criminals themselves by putting up with this. Yes, that's exactly right. And uh, this is what we're trying to bring out here. I hope people do understand what we're doing. And I know, again, we had that that, uh, statement yesterday in the comment section I've talked to several people, I'm sure you have, where they've said, you know, I didn't like what you were saying. I, I, I rejected it because this is what I was, this was the news or whatever I got. And, but you begin to show me these things and you open my eyes to that. Well, we didn't open anybody's eyes. We're just telling you the stuff. God opens up the heart. He opens up the eyes. Um, he's just looking for somebody to tell the truth, as it were. I mean, as he looked at Ezekiel and he says, do you believe these bones can live? And Ezekiel goes, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And he goes, well, you preach to them. Well, who's going to get out there and preach to a bunch of dead bones? But he does that. The Bible says the wind comes along and Jesus says that's a picture of the Holy Spirit. And what does he do? He brings those bones together, puts sinew on them. He puts muscle, skin, all of that. And he says, this is the whole house of Israel. In other words, this is my people, the church. And Jesus says that he talks about being born again. He gives the same illustration there. And so God uses Foolish people like you and me and the foolishness of preaching to show forth his power and his glory. And those who are transformed, who are really transformed by it, they can't help but speak the praises of God. They can't help but speak what God has done in their life. And I think when we're doing this, the one thing we want to do, and I want to say this to um, uh, Carl in the chat room. Look, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. Brad's a sinner. 
But the fact of the matter is we need a savior from sin. And that's the issue. We're not sitting here pointing the finger at people saying, oh, how bad you are. It's, look, the whole human race is in this. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And God so loved the world that he sent his son, right, to be the savior of the world so that we would not perish. But here's the, fa- here's the fact of the matter. The charge is to you, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That means change your mind, change your heart, turn from sin, and you can only do that if God does that in you. He does it in all of that, and he calls you to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I believe that whatever God has commanded us, he is the one who gives it to us. We can't work that up in ourselves because, believe me, I've tried it, and it didn't work. But when God does a change in your life, then there's there's something that's new. You're a, you're a new creation in him, and all things pass away. All things have become new. Bradley? Well, it's interesting, Tim, that we're talking about violations of law. Uh, Most people say, okay, repent, repent of what? Uh, I was in a church the other day, Tim, at Crossfire in Michigan, and I asked the guy that's been in ministry, and I like him a lot. I think he's a really cool guy. I'm not condescending. But I asked the question, there's about 100 people in this room, and I said, what is sin? Everybody was Christians. Nobody could answer the question. The guy that I looked to that I expected more from, to be quite honest with you, said, well, it's missing the mark. No, it's not missing the mark. It's transgression of God's law, 1 yep. John 3, 4. And how am I supposed to know what sin is that I'm to repent, be, uh, repent of uh, unless I know the law? What we're doing on this show right now is showing the violation of law. Law means to point the finger. It's Torah, and it's exactly what we're doing on this show. And this is why people need to repent. That is a judgment. The cross in symbolic forms and fashions, a type, is a sign of judgment. And what we need to do is read God's moral law found in Exodus 20 and understand it, realize, and confess with our mouth Uh, that we have sinned against God. We've broken his law into a thousand people. That's what drives us to the foot of the cross where it can do no more. And it was Jesus that said in Galatians 3.24, wherefore the law is our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. So until we know that we have violated God's law, we'll never repent in a million years. The Holy Ghost comes in to convict his sin, righteousness, and judgment. And without the law, they'll never know, Romans 3.20. And that's exactly what we're continuously doing on this show of people are putting two and two together. Well, I, I agree with that. And uh, one of the things I want to say to Carl, he says, you know, we're sinning against him by judging him. Let me let me clarify that, Carl. Jesus said not to not to um, judge lest you be judged. That's true. But what's he talking about there? Well, clearly he's talking about we don't sit in the place of a judge. That's God's deal to judge you. That's true. But then he goes on and he says, judge with righteous judgment. And what's he talking about there? Well, he's obviously talking about those he's dealing with. And he's talking about the standard that you make judgments with because Carl, you just made one against me by saying that I'm judging you. So you're making judgments. The question is, are we making righteous judgments? Are we making them according to the standard of the law? And I'm not talking about just any law that man wants to bring up, but the standard of God's law. And so, you know, Carl, you're you're just, you've been misinformed. I don't know who's told you those things. I really don't. It's a good thing that Jesus Christ is the standard. Yes. We're not the standard. Jesus Christ is the standard. We're pointing the finger to Jesus Christ. He's the standard. Falling short is falling short of the standard. That's why we need to repent. That's why we need the Holy Ghost, that he might empower us to be just like him in putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and making no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And secondly, I might add that we're judging nobody. 
We're just simply giving forth the judge's word. Well, then that's what I was communicating here with Carl, mm-hmm. is that we're, God said it, we're just— you know his messenger, so we're just reiterating that to him. All right, we've we went about thirty minutes over, and I know you got things to do, and so do I. You want to close out the show with anything uh, specific? Because I know w- when we say we're politically neutral at the beginning of the show, we're really not politically neutral because we take a stand on the law. Uh, but at the same time, there is an issue to where we're not pointing people to either one of the political parties. Right. What we're what we're continually doing is pointing people to the law. Why won't people uphold the law? Is there anything you want to close out the show with? Yeah, Jesus didn't come to abrogate the law of God. He didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill. Read Isaiah 42, 21. Read Psalm 40, verse 8. Read uh, Hebrews 8, 10. Also read Hebrews 10, 7. And you will see that he came in to fulfill what many want to abrogate. He never came in to abrogate God's moral law. Now, the ceremonial law has done, been done away in Christ. Um, and the fact of the matter is we need to take the time and understand the word. The first prerequisite was to know the word, uh, John seven seventeen, and we're supposed to shut, uh, study and show ourselves approved unto God. When we know the word, we're going to be unified together. If we don't know the word, what we're going to do is contend, and that's the problem that we have. We have more contention with people that don't know the word, that claim to know the word, yes. than those that don't. And they know a little, but they don't know enough, and therein lies the problem. Uh, But I also wanted to say this concerning the Sons of Liberty, and I know that you do this as well, Tim. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, said uh, during his time that he went into an old church in Italy. And as he walked into this old church, it was up on top of a mountain and it was falling apart. But he noticed the stained glass windows and he noticed on each one of the windows, they were all pointing to the front of the church. And he noticed there was Isaiah and he noticed that there was Ezekiel and there was Jeremiah And there was Isaiah, and the list goes on. And then there was the small prophets, and they were all pointing their finger towards the front of the church. And Charles Spurgeon said when he got to the front of the church, he seen there was the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. We've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, friends, and we're called to live for what he died for, 2 Corinthians 5.15. So if we're going to call ourselves Christians, then let those that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Let's sanctify ourselves. Let's ask the Lord to do for us what only the Holy Ghost can do, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew that right spirit within me. And let's stand up and be the light in a dark world because the world needs answers from the church today. And it's our job as Christians to do just that, to be the light of the world, to take our, our, our light and put it on top of, not below or under a bed that the world might see it. And and I just want to say, um, uh, for what I do on the sons of liberty media.com, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And by the grace of God, Amen. what God put in me, no devil in hell is going to take out of me. And so it be, and it's so it should be for every single one of us that are in Jesus Christ, by the grace of God, let's hold our ground to the rock of ages because it's about him being glorified. And the only way that he's going to be glorified is when we hold to his truth and his word. And thank you again, Tim, for having me on your show. This is going to be a never-ending conversation, so I don't (laughs) want to try to bring some sort of consummation and saying, okay, 
Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, we really ended that one well. No, let's do this again because I think this is great. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it. that. I'd love to do that. In fact, most people don't know when we get on the phone, it's, a, it's supposed to be like a three or four minute thing. And it turns into an hour sometimes. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> but but one of the things, let, let me let me add something right to that, and then we'll close out the show. And by the way, folks, don't forget, 7 a.m. tomorrow, we're going to start. We're going to cover Trafalgar Square live from London. And our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimmerani, mm-hmm. is going to be emceeing there. And you don't want to miss that. And I'll have all my stuff out of the way, so I don't have to fight with that. We, we've been told that we're Old Testament here. We're just Old Testament. Well, wait a minute. Uh, Paul, when he was writing the New Testament, said when he referenced the scriptures, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. There was only the Old Testament. And by the way, let's just put it in, in perspective. Isaiah 8.20 says, to the law and to the testimony. No. No. If they speak not according to this word, what is that? The law and the testimony. Or as Jesus said, Moses and the prophets, it is because there is no light in them. Not a little light. There's no light in them. So, you know, okay, fine. Throw Old Testament But everybody in the New Testament is always pointing back to the Old Testament, saying it's fulfilled in Christ. And they don't. And even Paul, he says the law is there for, and he makes a long list of lawbreakers. And the point is to drive them to Christ. The law is a cruel taskmaster at that point to drive us to Christ. And then it becomes this thing, once we're converted, to where we see, this is how I love God. This is how I love my neighbor. It becomes that, 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 that loving Father that comes behind us to show us what God wants of us, and He empowers us to do just that. Bradley, I appreciate your time today. Hey, Guys, um, yeah. You see, this is these never-ending conversations, yes. right? <laughs> so when you look at Jesus and the disciples, He was asking His disciples, who do men say that I am? Isn't it interesting that they said men basically identified him as one of the old prophets, Jeremiah. Uh, they talked yes. about in, 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 in specificity, one of the old prophets, they called him in the New Testament, John the Baptist, uh, 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 that is risen from the dead. It, it's amazing to me that when we read the New Testament, how so many people or people such as them that are saying that we're Old Testament, I hold to that. That's the character of God. But yes. how is it that when we go to the New Testament, namely in the book of Matthew, it starts a genealogy starting out with all of the Old yep. Testament patriarchs. So how are you supposed to understand part two if you don't understand part one? You Come don't. On, folks, you let's don't. get this thing right. You don't. And this is the problem with people who want to go in there and mess with Revelation and say, it's all, it's all for you. All that's Old Testament symbology that's used in there. I mean, you can't understand right. it unless you understand the Old Testament. So I get it. Okay, we're going to cut off so that we don't continue in the thing. Have a good day, brother. You guys, we appreciate you very much. Thank you for joining us in the chat. Those of you who joined us from Red State Talk Radio, we appreciate your support. And hey, if you're able to do it, I know things are tight, but if you're able to do it and you want to do it, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's a donate button there. You can support us through that, or you can become a son and daughter of liberty and support us monthly if you want to do that as well. Either way, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. But we appreciate your support in a number of areas, being on the show every morning. Some of you are so faithful to be here, and also in the afternoon, and then also with your, your finances and your prayers. We appreciate them very much. Bradley, we'll talk to you later, man. See you guys. Thanks,